All right, we lit. He is podcast. Episode seven or episode? You're not recording. I am recording. No, you not. I don't see the thing on. Right oh, there. snap is on. <laughs> <laughs> Man, what's up, y'all? We lit. I uh, heard y'all don't like this two by two little angle. Nah, nah, that's not what I said. They like it. It's just they like it with you know me on the left, you on the right, like normal. I was. I tried to tell him, you guys, Nick don't listen to me. He don't listen to nothing I, I say. He say, he say, oh, Elliot, be quiet. I know what I'm doing. And he be yelling at me. <laughs> <laughs> he be abusing me. He be mean to me. Yo, look at this video. Here's a side note. Mobile, huh? <laughs> this dude got hit. I don't want to laugh at the little kid, but I'm like, oh my gosh, that looks terrible. It reminds me of uh, in Morocco. They mm. have a well. It's some kid he got hit. If you can see it, it's like this poor kid. Where in Morocco they had this well, um, yeah. and that wow, the water tastes like really good. In Morocco, like, in Morocco, like well, at least from this well. Yeah. But I think it messed me up. Either the well water or the goat we had or whatever. And I was like, what? And I was like hurt for like a month, bro. Like I was on a plane ride back. Bro, oh my gosh. Like, you know how when you hit when your stomach hurts, you have like like it only hurts like sometimes. Like maybe like you have like a maybe in a span of like 30 seconds, you probably feel a pain like maybe once and then you're good for a while. Mm -hmm. For me, it was like pain the whole time. And then every like hour I'd get a a, a hint of relief and the pain wouldn't be there. It was like hell, bro. I don't know what it was. It's probably the goat. Don't eat goat. You know what I'm saying. Don't eat goat in Morocco. Don't eat goat in general. How long man. did you live in Morocco? Uh, I was just visiting that last time. Mm -hmm. um, I'm actually supposed to go back again. I was going possibly in uh, April. No, uh, March, April. I think mm -hmm. it's like during Ramadan. So my mom's like, uh, maybe don't go during Ramadan. But at the last week, actually, I'm gonna go like the very last day of it. And then I'll just like deal with the one day of it and then go back to normal. Because in Ramadan, you can't really do anything. Like everything's closed. The whole like state, I mean, like in Rabat, it's just like you're not doing nothing, you know, because everyone's observing Ramadan. Are you which going I think with is, your family? With my family, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's really cool though. Like, you know how in America it's like separation of church and state. And it's like, okay, we don't have this whole like religious like thing where everyone takes over and just be like, look, we're all observing this one thing. I mm -hmm. think that's a good thing. But of course, if it was like for the right, you know, for Jesus. Mm -hmm. Because they have like this loudspeaker that goes off, and it's like Allah or whatever, and it's like, it throws you off because you don't notice it, you know. Mm -hmm. And I was, every single time I'm like, oh my gosh, what was that? And like, oh yes, yeah, the guy. And it's just a reminder to go pray. And it's like they take it so serious, man. And that's why I respect so much about yeah. Is it Islam? Islam, yeah. That's why I respect Islam. so much about it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a discipline. It's a discipline, man. Yeah. It's a discipline, and. But yeah, man. But yeah, we on. How you doing? Episode seven. I think it's episode seven. We back together. I was out of town for a little bit. I see you got a fresh, fresh cut. You fresh say, head. Fresh head. You said your boy took. You said, <laughs> you said he took you in. Yeah, but I don't want to be too rude to him. But uh, I told him to keep my stuff high yeah. on the beer, <laughs> and he took me low. Dang. And it's like, bro, I was growing it out specifically. High. You know how it is. Low. Uh, no, Terrence will know that. Shout out my boy Terrence. Oh, shout out to Terrence. The high-low dance. High-low. Dang. I think it looks good, though. I think it looks good. I really appreciate good. you. Yeah, you stay fly. You should go to Sunny though. I should go to Sunny. You should go to Sunny, yeah, man. I should go to Sunny. He pays attention. 
It's the first time we did the podcast at this time before. I, I know. Like. like eight in the morning. Yeah. So yeah, when y'all seeing this, like it's not weird, bro. live, but we did record this today. Cause we're posting this today, right? Yeah, we're posting it today. So this was I think this is today. one of the first times we've posted it same, same day. Same day, yeah. Yeah. Why am I out of focus now? I feel it's like I you look got the weird water. sometimes. Oh, bro. you are out of focus. I don't know what happened. It's because the water or the tea. Is it? It's focusing on this? I Oh, wait. Dang, that cup looks good. I don't know. Man, bro, this shiny. had me on another level. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, yeah? That hard yeah, rock? This coffee? Dang. Well, is it a... Uh, wait, that's coffee or tea? Huh? What? <laughs> you said LGBTQs? Yeah, they do. They, they do what? It. They know how to make coffee? They no, probably... I'm saying they be baked. It's like I, I feel like everyone there is like uh, LGBTQ. Dang. Or like non-binary. Yo, do you see that thing I sent you? No. Man, you don't be on on Instagram. So I haven't been to my personal Instagram for like months. a while. Yeah. Me and Terrence be sending stuff. But speaking of LGBTQ, no offense. Yeah, I mean, no offense. No, I mean, it's, yeah, no, I mean, it's just an observation. Yeah, but listen to what the Bible says. Hold on, y'all gotta listen to this. What is it? Hold on, <laughs> it's a, it's talking about trans. I think it's referring to like transgenders. Do you want to send it to me? Uh, hey, well, it's, well, it's a video. Can you play the video on here? I might be able to. Okay, if you can play it, it'll be funny. Wait, where? What's the page? Uh, I can pull it up probably. One second, I gotta try to find it again because I sent it a while ago. But shout out everybody watching. We really appreciate oh, you guys. Oh, they're not going to be able to hear it, though. Oh, they're not? No, we're not. Oh, that's fine. Because we don't have headphones on. That's fine. I, I, I don't say nothing crazy. It's a girl reading the Bible. But it's, like, kind of funny. Man, where is it? Hold on. Bro, is it gone? Uh, anyway, y'all, we appreciate y'all for dealing with us. Right. It's 8 in the morning. Right. We still getting our act together. Right. Um, Jesus is Lord, though. 100%. And God rose him from the dead. I had a dream. I was, I'm trying to pull up Instagram. That's why I'm looking away. But I had a dream. Uh, I was sitting like at, at this huge stadium. And I was sitting all the way at the top. And if you send it, uh, send it to the he is uh, okay. messages and I can pull it up. Okay. Um, I was sitting all the way at the top at the stadium. Like literally, if I leaned back, I would fall off the edge and like die in the parking lot. That's how far I was sitting at the top. Wait, like like nosebleeds or something? Like, yeah. Okay. To the max. Okay. And this guy was walking around and this guy, he like sat like basically on my feet. And I was like, bro, you can't sit here, bro. Like I'm like 6'3". I, I barely have enough room. Like yeah. <laughs> you got to go to your own seat. And he was kind of getting upset, kind of getting mad. And then he walked away. And then on the loudspeaker, we hear evacuation, evacuation, shooter, active shooter. And it's the dude who I said, get away oh, from snap. me. <laughs> and so I'm running through the stadium and he sees me in the stadium with the gun, starts firing at me. I'm running through the crowd, ducking, ducking. People are getting hit. And I run, I'm running to this porta potty. I sit in this porta potty. I'm hiding. It's in the parking lot. And I hear him walking, I hear his steps. And I'm just in the port apart just praying, like, please, God, please, God, please, Lord, protect me, please, protect me, please, 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 please. Begging. And then I woke up in my bed, and I was still praying, like, please, protect me, please. And I woke up, I was like, what oh, the wow. heck? 
That's powerful. Bro, it was wild. That's powerful. It's powerful. But it's also one of those dreams where I wish I would have realized it was a dream. Yeah. And I would have just walked up and just took the gun, you know? <laughs> <laughs> or got shot. <laughs> or Man. got shot and then woke up. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Bro, you know, I think I told you about that. Um, so my, the ex-girlfriend I had, that was the eighth. Well, she's not eighth, agnostic. Mm-hmm. Um, she told me about like lucid dreaming. I sent yeah. it to you. How you can like induce it or whatever. I don't know if it's like pagan or not, but at the time. Lucid dreaming? Uh, lucid dreaming. Uh-huh. It's like you can like condition yourself to make yourself aware that you're in the dream so that we can do whatever you want. And I did it one time and it worked. And yeah, it's it's like a it's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. I kind of always be like, man, and I don't know if this is pagan, but I'm like, I want to like make myself have a dream about Jesus and then just be like talking to him or something, you know? But I don't know. I haven't tried it in a while. You want me to play this? But that's, oh, yeah. Okay. Hold on. I'm gonna be I'm reaching over like crazy. Oh y'all. So they're gonna be able to hear it. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna play it right now. Make sure you have this. Is there music in it though? No, it's just a girl talking. Actually, here, let me. Let me see. Oh, I could play real. Yeah. It's just a girl talking. Oh wait, no, it's not that. It's not this one. What? No, it's not that. Scroll down. Cause those are things I send. I think when I'm trying to like post on our story, you gotta scroll to like the very last one. That one, yeah. This one? Yeah. That one. Okay, hold on. Uh oh. Hold on. Why is it playing out of there? Was it playing out the TV? It sounded like it was playing out the TV, yeah. Which I think is fine. Let me see. But just make sure because it's not, I don't think it's playing. Because you see how it says sound level? It's supposed to show like some, like the audio going of. Oh, wait, you have a roadcaster, so I don't know how that works. Never mind. His testicles are crushed or his penis is cut off. Bro, what the heck? Just, you got me playing. It's the scripture. Just read it. <laughs> what? You afraid of the word of God, bro? Hold on. This is, okay, because you were talking about you went to the coffee spot. You said a lot of LGBTs. And then this would make, remind me of the T's. I mean, not the T's, the people that... Uh oh, hold on. The people that you know feel like they're in the wrong body, and this is Old Testament. So yeah, I'm. Re- okay. Okay. Yes, I got it. You got it but now. Okay. It's not. We can't hear. Yeah, it, that's though. fine. That's I fine. can hear it. That's fine. Okay. Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy, twenty-three, first verse says, "If a man's testicles are crushed or his penis is cut off." He may not be admitted to the assembly of the Lord. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Why is she laughing like that? I don't know why she's laughing. <laughs> but Bible, this message is coming straight from the source, kid. If something wrong with your gigi, <laughs> you are not welcome in the Lord's assembly. That's bible my friend so, she said that's a bible my friend so pretty much what do that, you take from that bro? so i took like <laughs> they they don't so this is when you're as you know i'm reading through judges and like samuel actually first samuel and that's going to tie into what we're talking about today which is idolatry yeah but hold on so, let me yell at my dog real fast. okay sound good don't yell at her just say no i'm gonna faith baby girl please no. could you keep it down Babe. oh she, Go. she's yelling at the dog um, I'm away from the comeback so I can tell them what I'm doing. Hopefully that video didn't like offend you guys, but we're just it's just the Bible. You know what I'm saying? You said just 
Bible. It's the Bible. So it's talking about you're not permitted to be in the assembly of the Lord. So in the Old Testament, like for example, when um this dude <laughs> in, <laughs> in the Old Testament, um, like when they were picking Saul as king, right? They would go and they'll announce like, hey, bring all the people of the land of Israel to like present themselves uh, to the Lord, right? And you'd have to present yourself. So I think, I don't know if they're talking about the assembly of the Lord, like coming to present themselves or just maybe for like the priest class. So when they go on work, like in the assembly of the Lord, like whatever it is, like God was very like particular about who is going to be handling his altar, like handling like all the consecrated things. Like you'd have to wear a certain type of underwear. Start, you had to repent for your sins. You had to like dress a certain way. You had to have a certain thing on you. Like it was a whole thing. And you have to, you know, be not sick. You got to not be like, have any type of deformity or whatever. Like that's all in, in the Bible. So it says when you're presenting yourself in the assembly of the Lord, like this is like the standard. And it's just, I mean, you know, it's, it's just funny. It made me think about, again, it's the Old Testament, but this is making me think about like now, like as far as like crushing your testicles or like cutting it off, it just shows oh. that it's not natural. Like, like it's not what's, stuff. yeah, trans yeah. stuff. It says if you crush your nuts or what's it called testicles mm -hmm. um you're not permitted assembly of the lord like it's just showing like okay that's not it just shows like transgender in the bible i think i think mm -hmm. i don't know what are you getting from mm -hmm. it i didn't know that was in the bible i didn't know either i mean i i read it but i just like you know you skip past it yeah but just god it's just funny because like god talks about everything it seems like we just got to find it and use like see if it indirectly you know mm -hmm. it says penis is cut off who cuts off their penis people that are transgender well i think that kind of goes into the topic of like exactly. idols exactly you know what i'm saying that's what made it come to mind is that what made it that's come what to made mind? it come to mind <laughs> so here we go the episode for today we talking about idolatry and then we might talk about our spiritual gifts mm -hmm. we took a little spiritual gift test My pants and uh, dirty bro but you man, fly i'm dirty bro man, you fly no, i'm sorry you, you need like a lint roller or something I mean, we already started now. We just started. This fist family. I we just look fly up top, but I got no dirty. shoes on. We we rocking no shoes. You know, y'all don't know how it's really. Oh, I'm sorry, bro. I cut off your whole intro. Ah, oh, no, you good. I ain't done this see, podcasting this... in a minute. I'm, I apologize. Bro, it's all good. That's good. <laughs> it's good to see you again, though, bro. Yeah, you've been gone for a minute. I've been gone for a minute, bro. But it was good. It was good. I need to get back in, like, I mean, just even this type of mode and stuff. But mm -hmm. whatever, man. It's just good to see you. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, idolatry. I thought it'd be a good topic to talk about because I think it's like, bro, anything can be an idol. And I was um, watching this sermon uh, with Tony Evans, actually, and he talks about how anything that, actually, let me look at a note that I wrote because I thought it was really good. He says that the moment a resource is elevated to become a competing source, then you have multiple gods. Whoa. And so he talks about how like God will use many resources, but we, and those aren't bad things like, mm -hmm. you know, like money, for example, or like, you know, land or assets and all these things. But when those things are elevated in like a competing manner, that's equivalent with God. Mm -hmm. Now you have an idol. Mm -hmm. And that is where we got to really check ourselves because we think about idols as like, oh, putting up a, a bale or a shira pole or something like an Old Testament or how we actually have idols. People put on like crystals and stuff and they pray to it they wear it they think that this object this tangible thing is doing something for them when it's it's just not yeah and um idols can be anything it's it's any noun person place or thing or thought that you put like above god and i thought that was really really interesting to talk about so i want to just kind of talk about that 
You, you know? said idols could be anything, any noun, pers- person, place, or thing that you put above God. Yeah. Anything. 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 So this coffee could be an idol. That coffee the could be an idol. The fact that I wake up every morning and I feel like I have to drink coffee because I need that caffeine. Exactly. That's a idol. resource. But is that your main source to go to? Uh-huh. It could be like a resource. And that's where you talked about where it's like, things are resources. Like, it's fine, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, going to caffeine, like, I need this, like, before just maybe sitting in the presence of God or something, you know? Yeah. Or, I don't know. Because I'd be doing that. Yeah. I'd be like, I need to have this coffee to wake up, to, like, focus, to, like, mm-hmm. all that type of stuff, to stay motivated. As yeah. opposed to, like, no, I need to wake up and just pray and just worship and just, yeah. like, immerse myself in god amen know? amen now i feel Dang, that you really making me think differently now it's a it's a thing that i mean for me i think honestly like coffee i try to like i drink coffee but i uh-huh. drink it just like when i'm working yeah because for that same thing i don't want to get too like dependent on it like on the weekends or even like today is my my friday off right i'm like i'm not drinking no coffee actually no i did drink coffee today I did. Well, we did. Our, this is an early podcast. It is early. It's the first time we ever did it, it this early. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't think of it as like a way to like wake up. I just kind of like like the taste. So mm-hmm. never mind. But I try. I literally do be like, I don't want to drink coffee unless I'm like really gonna need it or whatever. Yeah. And not need it, but like, what were you gonna say? Well, no. Even what you just said, you just you drink it because you like the taste. I like the taste. Like that separates it from like you just like from it being an idol. From from my yeah. standpoint, you could easily say it's an idol by my relationship with it. But your relationship with it in that moment was just like, oh, I just like I just the like taste. The taste. I like how it's warm and stuff. That first sip kind of yeah. thing. But then again, that could be an idol. That's you know, I don't know. You just got to take it to the Lord. But yeah. any resource that we put above God is an idol. Like for me, man, it might not be coffee, but I ain't gonna lie. I idolize like, bro. I'm gonna be honest. Like my haircut and stuff, and just yeah. like physical like things. Sometimes like I'm like, man, I can't be out here looking like crazy or whatever. Like you know, and that's just been a thing since I was like a kid. And that's like not that's not good. Is that idolizing yourself or is that having self respect and having so good could, personal hygiene? I think, I think it's, it's a fine line. line. I think it's a fine line. Yeah. Because when you like, I don't know. I think it's a fine line because if I like, because you know me, like I'm, I'm realizing about myself, like I'm pretty, I guess, confident or whatever. But I don't like getting on camera really. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because two things. One, bro. I am like so worried about steering people away from God. Like Same. I'm so worried yeah. that people are going to be like, God ain't all that. Like, you know, and I know it's not like on me, you know, God gets to increase. God brings people to him. It's the Holy spirit that draws people, yeah. but I don't ever want to be that bad spirit that draws people away. Like I'm so worried about that. So that's kind of in my head. But then also I'm like, man, do I look all right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, am yeah. I, is there a booger in my eyes or is my hairline messed up? Like is the lighting, like yeah. all that stuff. And it's just like, that's too much thinking instead of just talking. Yeah. So for a while I struggled with that and now I'm getting like more comfortable, but it's just like, I don't even like taking pictures, bro. Like I don't like, I just don't like, even since I was a kid and it's like, I just don't like how I like smile sometimes or like something. It's always like aesthetic things. And that obviously has to be something with like childhood or something. You think like the perception that you have of yourself has somewhat become like an idol or is like teetering the line of that? yeah i think yeah i think it could be i think it could be and so that's something like we always have to check every day you know mm-hmm. and i like like for example with the coffee thing like i gotta like check that with, the, with this thing like the physical perception thing like making sure like okay bro it's not that big of a deal if you I'm like the same way though really mm-hmm. it's not a big deal if you don't have like a haircut like you can still like record or it's not a big mm-hmm. deal if you like you know look like you just woke up well, i don't know i guess i don't know maybe that's not a good example but 
I don't know. You just got to like look at the fine line. Well, I think it is a good example because it could be as subtle as that. And mm. I think it could grow over time and that could become uh, an idol in our life. Yeah. Like even from like an appearance thing, I, I just did it right now. I said I had to take off my glasses because I didn't like how I looked. I said another word, but I'm not going to say yeah. Because I didn't like how I looked, so I wouldn't put contacts in. Just specifically for the purpose of doing this video where mm. I was more comfortable in glasses, but I just didn't like how I looked. Mm. You know what I'm saying? We being real. Like, so I think ourselves, I think we could definitely idolize ourselves. 100%. Look at Saul, man. Like most people do. I think, yeah, like Saul, I'm reading through Samuel. This dude, bro. So he like... We're going to be pulling up the scripture. Yeah, I want to show you a verse too. Okay. But Paul, bro, I mean, Saul, the Saul, King Saul, not like Saul who became Paul in New Testament. This dude was like, he literally, you know, there's a, a fight about to happen, like a, a battle is about to break out. They're supposed to wait for Samuel to come and like pray over it. He was going to come in seven days and he was like a little late. And then Saul was like, oh my gosh, my men are like scattering. They're like freaking out. You know what I, that is? You know what it is? What verse that is? Um, I can find it. Um. It's, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, you're good. Um, look up, uh, like Saul doing the sacrifice for Samuel, and then I'll tell you the verse. Um, if you got to look it up, yeah. But um, but he was so worried after he did that, and then Samuel was like, "Okay, because you did that, bro. Like, yo, hand is gonna be. I mean, the kingdom is gonna be taken away from you because he like he held on to Sam his, his like shirt." And was like, bro, like, let, make sure I look good in front of people. Like, make sure you make me look good in front of people still. Like, just, like, bless me in front of the people. And he's like, bro, you so, just like you tore my stuff, like, the kingdom's going to be torn from you. And, but Saul's mindset was always about himself. And that's why he said, Samuel said to, to Saul, I'm going to, God's going to raise up a king that's going to be after his own heart. And that's when he brought King David. So it's a lot of things to learn from, like, the scripture. And I think you might have it up. Is that it? Uh, Saul fights the Actually, yeah, it is that one. Scroll down a little bit. Uh -huh. So the chapter before that, he was there Unlawful was a sacrifice. Yeah, that one, that one right there. Um, do you want to read it? Yeah, I can read it. Okay. So First Samuel thirteen verse eight. He waited seven days, the time appointed by Samuel, but Samuel did not come to Gilgal, and the people were scattered from him. So Saul said, "Bring the burnt offering here to me." and the peace offerings and he offered the burnt offering that's what's wrong because he's not samuel he's not the prophet like he's a he's not supposed oh, to be sacrificing because so saul said uh -huh, bring, bring the burnt me. offering to me so you can inquire of the lord oh mm -hmm. as soon as he had finished the offering uh as soon as he as soon as he had finished offering the burnt offering behold samuel came and saul went out to meet him and greet him samuel said what have you done and saul said when I saw that the people were scattered from me and that you did not come within the days appointed and that the Philistines had mustered at Mishmash? Mish, uh, Mishmash? Mishmash? I don't know. <laughs> Bro, that sounds... <laughs> what? I'll say it in a second. I said, now the Philistines will come down against me. Um, why is it tweaking out like yeah, that? Yeah, it's tweaking a little bit. The Philistines will come against down me. against me at, at Gilgal. Gilgal and I have not sought the favor of the Lord. So I forced myself and offered the burnt, the burnt offering. Mm, pause right there. I forced myself. I forced myself. Idols give us a level of comfort and security. Dang. So you can keep reading. And then. And Samuel said to Saul, you have done foolishly and you have not kept the command of the Lord your God. 
with which he commanded you, for then the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel forever. But now your kingdom shall not continue. The Lord has sought, has sought, sought, has sought, has sought out a man after his own heart. Uh-huh. And we know who that is. And the Lord mm-hmm. has commanded him to be prince over his people because you have not kept what the Lord commanded you. And Samuel arose and went up from Gilgal. The rest of the people went up after Saul to meet the army. They went up from Gilgal to Gibeah of Benjamin. Uh-huh. You want me to keep going? Yeah, I'm trying to find a part where he was like, bro, just making me look good in front of the people. Oh, um, and Saul numbered the people who present who were present with him, about 600 men. And Saul and Jonathan, his son, and people who were present uh, with them stayed. Uh, hold on, I can probably, on. maybe it might be a little after that. Two-thirds. Uh, it might be a little ahead, but... I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about? I don't remember where it is in here, though. Yeah. Saul said, bring the ark. I'm just going to What did it. you say, though, before? Um, About idols? How they give you a, like, while you're reading? Yeah. It says they give you a sense of comfort and security. So, like, the coffee, like, what do you go to as some sort of comfort or security, like false security that it can't really do anything for you long term? It's just a resource. Mm-hmm. But when we look to that as our main source, that's when it's an idol. Mm-hmm. So um, that could be anything. Like Saul, it was like his pride, his ego. Like he was just, he was all about the status, right? When, um, and when, perception of people. And too. perception of people. He says, uh, okay, First Samuel chapter 15, verse 30. So it's a couple of chapters ahead. I'll just read it. It says... Saul replied, I have sinned. Okay, so let me just go up a little bit. As Samuel turned to leave, Saul caught hold of his hem of his robe and it tore. So this is when um, the kingdom's, Samuel was like, the kingdom is going to be taken away from you. Samuel said to them, the Lord has torn the kingdom from Israel from you today and has given it to one of your neighbors, to one better than you. He who is the glory of Israel does not lie or change his mind, for he is not a human being that he should change his mind. Saul replied. So after he said this, Saul replied, I have sinned, but please honor me before the elders of my people and before Israel. Come back with me so that I may worship the, with, worship the Lord your God. So Samuel went back with Saul and Saul worshiped the Lord. He was the first thing he's focused on is just please honor me in front of the people mm-hmm. still. And it's like, bro, you, you, yeah, you sinned. You acknowledge that. But then you just go straight to like, okay, just please just make me look good in front of the people real quick. Yeah. And it's like, man, like there's some kind of idolatry in there or pride, you know? But yeah, Tony Evans, um, on that thing, it said, you know, idols give us a level of comfort and security. And again, an idol is any noun. So a noun is a person, place, or thing. I think he said there was a thought also. Um, any person, place, or thing um, that you look to as a source to meet your needs. So for me to feel comfortable, like on camera, it's like, Okay, let me make sure I at least like look decent, and then yeah. I, I'll take a picture. Like, like, come on, bro. Like, you know. Yeah. So those are things you have to keep yourself in check. And honestly, with idols and stuff, like, I feel like when we hear this stuff, I'm. This is me talking. Mm-hmm. Everyone has some sort of idol, mm-hmm. and if you say you don't, you gotta really just look and see because no one's perfect. Yeah. No one's perfect. We all sin and fall short of the glory of God. We've all broken every single commandment. Yeah. Find something that you made a God that's not yourself, even though you. Like me, bro. Like I, bro. 
all I do is listen to sermons. All I do is study the word. All I do is pray. All I do is spend time with the Lord. And I'm still falling short. I still have some idols that I need to take away, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think we just have to like really just look at it. And instead of seeing it as like, gosh, man, like I failed, like I'm falling short, just be privy to it and work to remove that. Work to crucify your flesh in that every single day. Like every single thing you can find, crucify it, crucify it, crucify it. So if we got to do something with like coffee, for example, crucify it. If you're struggling with like porn as your idol, crucify it. Like replace that with the presence of God. Replace that resource or that comfort, switch it with God. I told you about like every time I try to like not say like wild things or like if I'm sinning or if I'm struggling with a thought or something, the only, the first thing I'll do is I'll be like, look, I got to run to God because that's the only thing that can be able to replace this type of need, superficial need that I, my flesh desires, I need to get it fed through the spirit. Yeah. You know? And, uh, yeah, man, it could be coffee. It could be anything. You know, it's interesting. You look at, uh, Solomon. Yeah. With all the wisdom that he had, he fell into idolatry as a result of the, you know, the women and his wives that he was messing with who were worshiping. Yeah. Those foreign gods. Yep. And he fell into idolatry even with all the wisdom that he had. And I'd be thinking, like, I don't know. Do you think, like, even, like, Saul, for example, because mm-hmm. he was walking with God at one point, same with Solomon. Do you think they're in heaven? That's a good question. So Saul, I don't, I, I always thought he was walking with God, uh-huh. but I really don't know because Samuel was the judge uh-huh. of Israel, and then the people in Israel were like, we want a king, we want a king, and God was upset that they said that. Yeah. He said, the Lord is your king. What are you talking about? Yeah. He's like, we want a king like all these other nations. And God's like, fine, I'll give you a king. Go find this guy, Saul. And Saul was like a foot taller than everyone. He was super handsome, like all this stuff. He like looked nice. And it was like, yeah, let's make him king. And he was like bad. He was a bad king. And even mm-hmm. while he was, Saul, Samuel was anointing him as king in yeah. front of the presence of people, he was saying, God is not happy with this. Like you're, He's only doing this because you asked for it, but uh-huh. here's your king. And I think God does that to just show like, hey, look, you don't need these people. Like they're going to fail you. And then that turned into finding a guy, uh, a man after God's own heart. Yeah. But um, to answer your question about Saul, I don't know. I, I can't, I really like try to like, I can't really judge who's in hell or not because I'm not trying to cast judgment on no one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and you know, but means you just forget everything I said. But I really, <laughs> I really don't want to say but. I'll say and. Yeah. I'm not sure because based on his like, I mean, he went to go seek other. Uh, when Samuel died, I know it. I need to read it, but I read it before. But he died, and then Saul like resurrected him. Like he called on these evil spirits to bring forth Samuel, and he's like, "What are you doing, waking me up from my sleep?" Mm-hmm. I think it was Samuel. Um, so he's doing like divination and stuff now Mm -hmm. so it's like you fell so far away i don't know if you really even love the lord kind of thing so i don't know um solomon people say oh i don't know he fell off i think solomon's in heaven i I don't know i don't know i i I just i really don't know um let me shoot i'm trying to work out my own salvation you know what i'm saying yeah well that's why i'm saying that it's so i forget what verse it is but um i think it's in the old testament it says flee from idolatry yeah flee run from it yeah. is that the verse you want to bring up you had a verse you want to yeah I, I don't know where it is so i couldn't find okay. it you remember what it said i can try to find it for you um i think i, I literally just googled flee from idolatry and i couldn't okay. find it. i don't remember exactly oh, okay. where it was but i think it's in the old testament okay um because it also says in the new testament flee from sexual immorality 
And it's like, dang, you put those two in that category to flee from it from the for like that's how serious that it is. And I look at it from the standpoint of like, okay, that's how susceptible we are to fall into it. Mm. That the Bible's telling us, like, don't even play with that. Just run from it because it could take hold of you. That's good. And then I see it taking hold of Solomon, where all in all the wisdom that he had. That's good. And it's like, bro, you've you've fell into idolatry that hard too yeah like man so like none of us are safe none of us are safe but so we got to be in our p's and q's and we got to be aware of like what we are idolizing in our own life yeah no that's 100 percent. i didn't even think about that about how okay if he says flee from idolatry i know it says flee from sexual morality but mm-hmm. just flee run away from it now i think that makes sense like it's because you can't figure out your way to just navigate through it just run yeah the bible says that he he God always gives us a way out. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that so many times, like yeah. way outs. And I've seen times where I saw the way out and I just didn't take it. Yeah. Or I saw the way out. And I'm like, okay, thank you, God. You got to flee and take the way out. Don't think you can manage it. Don't think you can stay in that same room. Don't think you can keep in that same conversation. Just flee from it. Yeah. Like literally just flee from it. That's how I am sometimes. Like when I'm like today, I was like, I woke up early. I did a little workout and all that. And I was like in a good mood and all that. I was ready to go. And then like some annoying stuff happened and I'm like, I got to just flee from this because mm-hmm. that is for me. I know I struggle with like having certain things deter my thoughts or like keep me like not focused on like what I'm about to do. And I take like this serious, like I got to make sure I'm able to like talk, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, okay, I got to just like shut down, get away, like do something cool. So that way my mind is right. So I just got to like flee from anything that's going to separate me or steer my heart away from like where it needs to be it needs to be in the presence of god and i can like feel that sometimes so flee is like a good thing it's not wrong running you know talking about i stand on business and all that man just run you know what i'm saying like just just run but i want to read the scripture um or you can pull it up you know what i'm saying what is it uh first uh first samuel chapter seven verse three this goes into idolatry a little bit but do you have anything you want to add on it? I don't know if I've been talking too much. On that point, no, no, no. You good? Okay. Go to verse 3. So this is when Samuel's judging Israel. And it says, Samuel said to the house of Israel, If you are returning to the Lord with all your heart, then put away the foreign gods and the Asherah from among you and direct your heart to the Lord and serve him only. And he will deliver you out from the hand of the Philistines. So these are like the conditions to be met. Like, okay, if you want to say you want to worship the Lord because now the Ark of the Covenant is here and all that, mm-hmm. you can't be having this Ark of the Covenant and then bringing all these other gods with the Ark, of, like in the yeah. temple of God and stuff. You can't have both. And so I did some studying. The Asherah, like Asherah and Baal, mm-hmm. they're like fertility gods. Mm-hmm. So think about it, bro. People are looking to these fertility guys for their land you know for the soil for the rain to come for the sun like all these things their economic base they're looking at these foreign gods to satisfy their needs these for their resources and it's like bro god's the source of all of these you're onto something what are we doing so where does that apply today yeah you know like i mean we just gotta look at ourselves and ask yourself what am i looking to that's satisfying any type of resource or something that i think i need instead of going to the source of all things you know and i thought that was really good i'm sure god was livid (laughs) like you're going to these fake gods yeah 
to get, you know, counsel about fertility and whatnot mm-hmm. when you have like what? Even fertility like birth stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Even that. That's what they did to. That's why they sacrificed to the bales, you know, with like abortion and uh-huh. stuff in a way, in a certain thing. It's weird. Um, again, there can only be one source. But God can use multiple resources to which come from that source. So like a resource would be like the Bible. Okay, that's from God. You know, the scriptures, going to mm-hmm. church, you know, assembly into when the Holy Spirit said where two or more are gathered, like just in community. That's a resource to being able to go to that community, but it's pointing you to this main source. But let me ask you, what do you do when your idol is a person? Mm, that's very scary. When your idol is a person, American because idol. Because I've always had a problem where... I've, I've said this before mm-hmm. where I, I didn't really have a lot of like strong connections. And so like the connections that I had, the strongest connections that I had growing up were the like my girlfriends that I was dating at the time. And like that person became my idol in those moments. Mm-hmm. And it was hard for me to like remove myself from those situations, even when I knew I should have probably walked away from those situations. But I was idolizing that person in that moment. Because it gave a sense of comfort, even though it was a, a, a sense of conflict as well. And it was, you know, divisive. At the same time, it did give me a sense of, you know, familiarity and comfort. And I kept going back to it, just like you're saying. So, like, I don't know, like, what do you do when that person is an idol? Do you have to walk away from that person? You got to set boundaries. You have to, like, like yeah. what do you think that looks like, like, practically? Yeah. Man, that's a good question. And I've, I've done the same thing, like. You know, you can make, and we're talking about relationships a lot mm-hmm. in, in this season. You can make your relationships an idol. And again, that's why it's always important to make sure you are right with God first. Both, and he's number one in your life first in yeah. all areas. Because you might be susceptible to making something else fall into the place where God should be only residing in. And people are going to fail you. And I've been through that too before. You know, in my last relationship, I was like so hurt when we broke up. And I chose to leave because i knew it wasn't going to honor god like i wanted to have like a relationship that god could be in it and you can't with someone that's not a christian Mm -hmm. so i did that only for god but i saw the damage because it hurt man like there was one time bro i was at work and i would just start crying without even crying like my eyes were just falling out heavy and i was like what the heck and I wasn't even crying, though. Like, I didn't have, like, the crying emotion. It was the weirdest thing, bro. I don't know. What was happening to me? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but I think that's just, I, 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 I literally thank God for that. Because now in any other relationship that I'm in or whatever, like, it's so easy for me to separate it. Like, no one is ever in the place of God. No person. You just literally can't be. Because yeah. I've seen God take me through lows emotionally and just throughout my life and just everything. It's like he's gonna be in this place no matter what. I'll fall short here and there, but even if I, I he's the person I run to, and yeah. I know it's what it is. So if you go to one person to make you happy, they're gonna fail you. God's the only one that can restore you. Um, but to answer your question, you know, what should you do if you find yourself in that position where you think someone is idolizing you? I, mm-hmm. I mean, you're idolizing someone. Mm-hmm. I don't think you need to leave that relationship, but you need to set that type of boundary. Mm-hmm. Consider your own relationship with God. Are you spending time with God more than you're spending with that person? Or at least are you doing it together if you're married? If you're like just yeah. dating or whatever, I, you know, that's an intimate thing. You know, bringing God into that dating relationship, take it serious because you should be dating to, um, you know, be married i yeah. don't think you should just be casually dating that's just me so god should be somewhat in a relationship you know if yeah. you're just dating 
but just know like that God has to be that forefront and that foundation. So if you're not having that and it's just, you're just doing other stuff and God's just gone. I think you need to, to see what you're doing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you need to lead a relationship, but just make God number one, prioritize him because it's through the lens of his presence that you're in, that you can see certain things. Like, I mean, take it from like you and, and me as well. Like, mm-hmm. I noticed that my my perspective on things just changes after I leave the presence of God. Mm-hmm. It just does. I'm more sensitive to the things of the spirit. You know, when I hear certain music, I'm like, that is just disgusting. Or when I'm hearing conversations, I'm like, I can't be around that. So you really just got to go back to the presence of God because that's who you should be, I guess, idolizing, just desperate for his presence. You know, as a deer pants for water, so does my soul pant for you, desires for you. Like, I'm desperate. I'm begging just to be in your presence. That's the posture we need to be. And if you're like that for a person, that's the issue. And that's not to say you don't need to have love and be, like, so happy to see a person, but it can't be more so that person than God ever, I I think. And that's going to be a hard pill to swallow. Oh, I love him. He treats me so nice. We have a good time and all that stuff. Yeah, that's good. And that's great. Yeah. But God is even above him or her. Well, I think it's tough from like a relational aspect. Mm-hmm. When you go into a relationship and God is not the number one thing in that relationship, in terms of like your personal relationship with God is not prioritized over that person. In my opinion, I think it's hard to turn that around in the midst of that relationship because you've already established that dynamic. Unless you have two people that are willing to sacrifice in that moment to say, you know what, moving forward, we're both going to prioritize God, then I think you might be able to work it out and that might be able to be successful. But if one person is like, okay, I'm going to, you know, start making changes and start prioritizing God, but the other person, you know, is not on the same page, then that's where it opens up to like, you know, jealousy and like, oh, you didn't, you don't treat me the same anymore. And like now, like, oh, like God is getting in between our relationship and whatnot, but it's like, you're not seeing the full picture of like what I'm actually trying to say. I'm trying to focus on God for the betterment of our relationship, not to put like a, a stake between us. Amen. You know? I 100% agree with that. And I, I think that would be the case. Like, um, if you're just one side is like, okay, I want to put God first. And then the other person is like not understanding you're unequally yoked. Mm-hmm. They're like, what are you doing? Like now you have this spiritual being separating me from you like we were so close and connected mm-hmm. now we're we're separated a little bit that can pose some jealousy and resentment that's what you got to know to have god first and come to that agreement right at the very beginning and and don't like slack from it don't like put yeah. that standard down at all um yeah man i that should be like a a driving factor and like that should be a, one of the top things on your mind yeah when you're getting to know that person from yeah. a conversational element. Absolutely. hundred percent. And not be afraid to like share your faith. hundred percent. You know, and 100%. not be afraid to actually be vulnerable about the relationship that you have with God and how important that is to you. Even if that person might think it's, you know, whatever they might think about it, like just put your faith on, on the table and, and let them know what it is. Yeah. As opposed to like, Oh, we, you know, I've gotten into a situation where it's like, I, I I'm just going to get into the situation. I don't really, we haven't, clearly established what our relationship with God is, but I'm just going to get into it and just see what happens because I think we have some sort of personal connection, but I don't know what the spiritual connection is. I've gone into situations like that, yeah, you know, and, and that's not the way that I think you should be approaching it. Yeah, You should be approaching it from the spiritual aspect first and then seeing how it unfolds. 100%. I agree with that. And I've done this same thing with like 
it's only been like three real like relationships but mm-hmm. my first one it was like kind of like like yeah it wasn't really a big thing i was a believer but then i had that crazy near-death experience yeah. and i was like on fire for the lord and yeah. it's like as soon as that happened then i met the the last girlfriend that i was like thought i was gonna marry yeah and but at the time i told her literally the first time we ever hung out about that thing because it's like um you know how it was and i was like so on fire for the lord i was mm-hmm. telling everyone and she was like wait because she found out um because i you know the guy um tim the one that told me to go recommit my life to christ and then that vegas stuff happened yeah he texted me actually yeah really recently he wants to hang out with the oh, three dope. of us yeah oh that's dope that's yeah. dope i haven't talked to him in a while bro mm-hmm. um but he was like she was like oh yeah i know who that is isn't he like super religious or something and i was like oh what's wrong with that and then she was like oh uh nothing and then she then she was like well are you like religious or something too and i was like i have a relationship with god absolutely and then I told her about the story and all that. And so that was like up in the in the very first, uh, like, you know, up up front. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, oh, well, I'll be open to like seeing what's up with that. And then we'd go to church together and all that. And then she was just like struggling throughout the whole time. And then eventually it was like, I'm not feeling this. And I was like, okay. And then that really made the shift into our relationship. And it's like, okay, this is getting to like, okay, this is important to me. This is something that I can't like waver on. And then eventually I just pulled the plug. It was like, okay, this is it. I can't marry you. <laughs> yeah. So it it does got it has to be something that you talk about first. I don't think a person should ever make you choose between God and them. Exactly. I think they should have the spiritual maturity to know that God can be present in, in the relationship. Yeah. And it actually be a, a a benefit, and it is a benefit. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. it's not a burden. It it's not like it, it's a benefit to the relationship. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And then with the relationship I'm in now. That, you know, kind of came up like, okay, well, oh, your last relationship, like, what, what was that? And, oh, well, I left because it wasn't a believer. And then that was like the starting part. That was like the first day me and this one girl met. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, I really respect that. I'm a believer too, and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, snap. And it's funny because like at first you're like. She's going to be mad that you said me and this one girl. <laughs> who? You said that was the first day me and this one girl met. Oh my girlfriend? Yeah, you said one girl. Oh man, <laughs> she gonna be upset that you. Said man, that. whatever. I don't. Whatever. Um, she's not gonna be. Upset. She know who she is. Anyway, I have a girlfriend. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> you said I love me. Make it clear. I have a girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. No, she knows. I mean, you don't know. Like, I'm not gonna say my sister's name or like my mom's I name. Feel you. you know, people's name. I don't know these people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I love you guys. <laughs> then you see how you switch up i don't know these people oh but you family i love you guys you see the switch up oh <laughs> get me out of here <laughs> he had you like mr golden up against the wall bro i gotta tell y'all about that story about mr golden i learned a harsh i learned a harsh lesson at wells fargo bro he was there throughout it all i was there <laughs> you guys when you're back when bro don't trust nobody trust god that's it trust your mama trust your dad trust your maybe your your family you know you trust god that's it i'm I'm holding this mic and i'm so serious anyone that has their back up against the wall will turn on you Mm -hmm. if you don't know them Mm -hmm. i'm telling you no matter how nice they are no matter how you oh they they my god baby nope just wait till they're tested and i'm telling you in these last days you're gonna find out who's tested the bible says your own mother and your father gonna turn you in they said they're going to turn you in. So I'm telling you, you better be right with God and don't be shocked. When, I'm just telling you. I mean, you know. Tell the story. I'm All right, I'll in. tell the story. I'm but hold on. Let me go back. Tell the story. Let me go back about oh, when I, I met my girlfriend. Zoom out now. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm zooming in for a dramatic effect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. I'll, do that when I when I tell the story. I'll tell, zoom I'll in. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> now, when I went with my girlfriend, like the first thing that 
we, I, you know, I said it was we broke up in my last relationship because, um, you know, didn't have a foundation. And she was like, y'all really respect that. And found out her dad was, you know, had cancer and all that, ended up passing and all that. But we, you know, I said, oh, we're going to pray. And I prayed with her that same day, that first mm-hmm. day we ever, like, met. Actually, no, it was uh, the last day from the trip. Uh, it was that like, oh. sets the foundation for the entire relationship. It set the foundation for our entire relationship. And we always fall back to that. Yeah. So every time we're like, I mean, anything, we always fall back to that. Like, and it makes it so much easier. Not to say that there's not problems. There's always gonna be problems, but you at least you have a foundation that you both can agree on, and there's no wavering in that. Mm-hmm. Like, I know my place as a man of God. I know her place as a woman of God. I know that we're trying to get into this type of covenant eventually, and we're weeding out certain things to see if we're prepared for it. And that's what you gotta do. But that's gotta be the very first thing to start. Israel and she got solid. And yeah, it's always like, I remember actually someone commented on that clip was like, how do you not know this person was atheist if you blah, blah, blah? That should be the first thing you talked about. It was the first thing. But she was like, okay, yeah, I'm with that. I'll go to church. And we went to church every Sunday because, you know, every yeah. Sunday I was going to church. And she went in there as a non believer. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, she's working it out. I didn't believe when I first came up to Christ. Anyway, also, that didn't work we're out. We're sharing our experiences, not as perfect oh, believers, yeah. but just as humans. We're just sharing. Yeah, I'm just telling you what I did. You know, a 20 year old man just, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Now I'm 30, you know? Now I'm 30. I'm 30. Anyway, zoom in, dramatic effect. Oh, you ready for it? Wait, we got to... You good on time? Yeah. Go okay. Ahead. Get into it. You guys. <laughs> we used to work at Wells Fargo. I was a teller. He came in as a banker. Flyest dude that came into the branch. He came in. He had a nice, clean cut. I was like, Nick, oh my goodness. This guy <laughs> looks dope. And so... <laughs> Anyway, long story short, just this customer. I, oh, I said his name. And I'm over here talking about, I ain't, I'm trying not to say people's names. Not, we said his you name. You just said Golden. They don't know anything. Yeah, they don't know anything about that. All right. Anyway, there's this guy who came in. He had a super cool, like, antique hat. It was kind of hard. It was kind of hard. It was hard. Yeah. And he's so, never mind. Anyway, he had his business account. And, I mean, I guess it wasn't doing too good or whatever, like, you know, during certain times. And he would always, like, pull out money from his line of credit, his business line of credit. And at the bank, Okay, I got to tell you some things. You can pull out money from your personal line of credit at the teller line or yeah. online banking, but when it's a business line of credit, you got to go talk to a banker. Yeah. So he and I were both bankers. And he comes to my desk and he's like, oh, I want to pull out from my business line of credit, you know, like I always do every month. And I was like, why are you adding that little and I always do every month? Backstory, we've known this guy for years. Yeah. We time. love this guy. Yeah. We cash his checks. We, you know, we talk to him. He yeah. has a good time. He's a cool guy. He's a real cool guy. I'm like, okay, that's weird. I call online services. Hey, we're going to pull out money from the online banking. And then the lady tells me, are you sure you want to do this? Because how much you trying to pull out? And I was like, whatever it was. Whatever I pulled out was going to leave maybe like 40 cents left in the like available balance. And then she was like, this is going to make it once interest hits, make it go like over. Are you comfortable taking the hit on this? Because like it's going to go negative. Make his business line of credit go negative. Yeah. And I was like, uh, no. What do I do? She's like, okay, well. Was she saying taking a hit like you would like, be responsible? I would be responsible. And you could like lose your job. I'll probably be like, I don't know what it meant. Like, I'll probably lose my job or something. Uh-huh. I was like, I lose my job for this dude. I don't, I mean, I know him, but you know what I'm saying? It ain't you, <laughs> you know? And I was like, mm, hold on a second. Hey, take the phone. And I gave it to him. And he's like, what do you mean? I do this all the time with you every month. I was like, oh, that's why you said every, every do this all the time. I was like, uh, uh, well, it, okay. And I'm like, well, no, take the phone. He's like, no, I don't want to take it. I do it with you. And then he, then he switches. He goes, 
wait a minute, I do this to the teller line every month. And I was like, what? We already know the process. You always do it with the banker. I said, like, really? He goes, yeah, we hung up the phone. I said, like, you do it to the teller line every month. I be, I, if you're going to play games with me, this is, this is old Elliot. You're going to play games with me? I'm playing games right back. Okay. <laughs> let's, go, <laughs> let's go to the teller line. I get up, bro. I'm taking this mic with me. Follow me. <laughs> Zoom in. Oh, man, my pants are too tight. Oh, <laughs> I walk over to the teller line. <laughs> oh, snap. Hold on. Let me get on my knees. I walk over to the teller line. <laughs> and, I was, and it was, uh, it was uh, you know, the guy. Tall Matt. guy. Oh, you dropping names? Whatever. Okay, whatever. I guess names. we're dropping names. All right, Matt. Like, super cool guy. He's actually, uh, yeah. He was. <laughs> he's actually as he my, You yeah. know what I was gonna say? I said, "Hey, how's it going? We lying? I'm chopping up. He's he's the. <laughs> I'm watching everything. He's watching from my everything. Desk, by the way, yeah, he's watching everything. <laughs> and I'm like, yo. And then I'm like, hey, I'm having a small conversation. How's work? You know, how's 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 you know the light bill? Oh, whatever. <laughs> and then I go to Matt. I'm like, hey, how's it going, Matt? He's like, hey, how's it going, Elliot? I was like, you remember Mr. Golden? Yeah, yeah. We're trying to pull out from his business line of credit. We do it every month. I look at Matt. I look at Matt right in his eyes, and he goes. That's not done with me, Elliot. I was like, Mr. Golden, I thought you do it over the turn line every month. And he was like, that's done with the banker. I'm like, oh, you want to go have a seat? And we try this again. <laughs> we go back to my desk. <laughs> and then he has to go to the bathroom. This is going to be the TMI. Uh, yeah. Oh, he blew up the bathroom. <laughs> I smelled it from my desk. Bro. And my desk was, was far across away. from, like, far from the bathroom. <laughs> Separated by two doors. Yeah, he was nervous. He was nervous. It was because you know when you're a business owner, you got employees and stuff. Like he was. He had them nervous guts. Exactly, and I, <laughs> I felt for him. But I don't respect that you try to put me in the corner and put my job at jeopardy. Literally, like literally. And I was like, I I can't take this. I'm not taking the L for you. And then I told Nick, "Hush, hold on, let me finish." So, uh, yeah, I told him to go to the bathroom. I call. I was like, okay, wait, and I give him the phone. He does it. He takes the hit. And then I don't know what happened. I think it went negative. But afterwards, I told Nick about this. And I was like, Nick, can you zoom in on this? I got up against the wall. I said, Nick, can you see this? It's Uh, it's too far, man. Okay, okay, okay. I said, Nick. I can put it on your feet, though, baby. Nah, that's cool. I I got to just move that. I said, Nick. Oh wait, I could I have to show you the feet thing. But I have no shoes on, so I'm I'm insecure. I told you guys I was worried about how it looked. Bro. I said, Nick, when everyone's standing up against the wall like this, <laughs> when people backed up against the wall, they'll bite your head off, bro. I thought he called you something crazy. Oh, that was somebody else who called you something crazy. Oh, he must have called me a nigger or whatever? Yeah. Oh. Well, he said it. <laughs> That's what he said. He said it. I was like, what? Bro, I like, this people literally was like, I don't feel comfortable doing transfers, um, doing bank transfers with you. I was like, Why? I just don't feel comfortable with you. Mm-hmm. We knew it's because it was black. What's well, the name? Said, give me that white dude. Yeah, give me the give white me dude. John. Who, yeah, we and love John. We love him to death. But it was that wasn't even his job. He it wasn't his know job. What to even do? Exactly. Like, you were trained and specialized in what he wanted to do. Exactly. And then John was like straight up. He told me this dude said he don't want black people looking at his accounts. Dang. I don't feel comfortable having black people look at my accounts. And then John was like, "What?" He brought him up to me. Say, "Go get this dude's stuff, man." There was this one girl, too. I was trying to save her from fees she had on her account. Because I'm a nice guy. I always try to reverse anyone's fees. And you know you're not really supposed to do that. I'm like, I'm reversing your fees. I'm, yeah. I don't believe in... I mean, fees, I get it. But, like, 
$35 fees? For, yeah, if, if, even if it's one cent. Bro. It's a $35 fee for a one, one cent, cent overdraft. Yeah. You go in a coffee that you idolatize, idolatize. Yeah. That's a $35 coffee if you go over. I just, some people had hundreds of dollars worth of fees overdraft negative. Negative. And I'm like, man. Can't pay their bills, can't feed their kids. Right. I go to the store, man. The manager's office, I'm like, I'm advocating. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, man, can you, come on, they, you know, one thing, like, you know, and then they'd be like, all right. And I always just like, you know, just, mm-hmm. and they'd be like, all right, for sure. I was trying to tell this lady, hey, uh, you, you're a premium, like, account holder. You got, like, a bunch of money, essentially. You shouldn't be having fees on your account. I'm going to just, con- should I, do you want to just convert your account to have all these extra benefits? I'm not giving you a new account, because that's what would be the sale. If I give you a brand new account. Was it the PMA status? It was the PMA status. Yeah. And by the way, she already had the PMA status. It just wasn't linked to that account. Mm. I just said one thing. It was like, I'm going to link this to your PMA umbrella so that way you can not get fees anymore going forward. Like, because you don't have direct deposit. It was actually a monthly service fee. And my yeah. bad. You don't have direct deposit going in and you're getting affected when you have literally like 400,000 combined. Like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. You know? What? Give me someone else. No. Give me someone else. See, you don't know what you're doing. I'm like, Okay. I go over to the, what's the name? The, the premier lady. And she came back and the lady was like so apologetic. I know you're just trying to help me. I just, I think that one wasn't a racist thing. It was just, I was just young or something. Yeah. And I don't know, man, whatever. I just, I, man, sometimes you go through stuff and it literally just makes you stronger. Like hundred percent. Yeah. Every single thing you go through makes you stronger no matter what. Mm-hmm. If you idolatrizing on this boy and he broke your heart and you in there crying and you can't stop crying. It's okay. Keep crying. Just cry cry you know sit in the corner cry hang out your friends cry get mad and all that stuff go through all the phases of grief and then pick your shoes up you know buckle your shoe straps and keep it pushing god's with you just cry go through it a lot of people just don't want to go through it just go through it and cry it's okay yeah cry to god that's a part of our experience too bro yeah like going through stuff being broken all that type of stuff um just go through it thank god you're still breathing thank, thank still god breathing. that you're still here to that you learned from it and now you could take that that knowledge and that wisdom into your next situation yeah you bro. Know what i'm saying ah man i can't believe that dude turned on me bro yeah golden turned on you i was shocked and i knew him since i was a teller at the in the, the grocery pull store on him. pull up on him we should pull up on him you think he made it through covid you know covid like mess every business. time i drive by that little section where his shop is i see the sign is still up Mm. No, I don't know if he's still there, but I know yeah, we'll he pull up on him. Doing that, great. Yeah, but we should pull up on him, have him on the podcast. Oh snap! Why? Why? <laughs> so, you I can, so you can, so you can, so I can tell him, him how he, ooh, press him, bro. It ain't yeah, good. so you can press. I don't want to press him. You can press. I ain't him. gonna press him. But hey, man, you remember that one time you tried <laughs> so to take a stand on business? Dang, because I you stand on business. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. That's crazy. Bro, I was I was so like you were so cool when you came into the bank, bruh. Like you were so cool. You remember how I was oh man, I was wicked. You remember how I was in there with Caden? We was in there faking at customers and oh, stuff. Oh yeah, I remember that. <sighs> I thought y'all was so crazy. He thought bro I'd never seen nothing like that. You never life. seen nothing like that, bro. I'm telling you. I'm like, what the heck are y'all doing? Yeah. I'm trying to get my little check. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> right. You have responsibilities. <laughs> yeah, and I'm jeopardizing the check. <laughs> Cause I'm over here looking at y'all laughing the whole time. Yeah. I'm supposed to be doing my freaking by 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 trading my credits or whatever. Right. <laughs> Wicked. Bro, we get so bored on the teller line, man. It's so boring. And people are so like disrespectful. Again, this is back when I was like n- new in my faith. I was just, you know, I was still like struggling with things. Yeah. And I was just always doing crazy stuff. These customers do not look you in your eye. You say, hey, good morning. Welcome in. Welcome to Wells Fargo. How can I help you? 
and they don't even say none. They just look down, type in their pin number, and then just look down at their phone. And you and you're like, hey, you, you want to do a withdraw? Forty dollars, I'm gonna show you. Go back to their phone. Like I'm just a machine. I'm like, all right, this is my pride and all that. I'm like, okay, this is one of the ones. You're not paying attention. I looked at Caden and I'm like, Caden, and he'll do it too. And the customers will be right here. Oh man, wicked. And I'll be like. Like faking that the customers right there in the teller line, and because they're not paying attention, like you can't, you're not even noticing me faking at you. Wild, bro. I'm telling you, I was they a would wild. have contests of how many times, how many they times could fake like they were about to punch the yeah. customer. <laughs> yeah, I think Caden got up to like 10, 11 times. Something one like time, that. Yeah. He would just keep going. But he wasn't doing. One time he got caught. I got caught. Oh, one you time. got caught. Yeah, I'll tell y'all about that. But Caden, <laughs> he wasn't flinching like how he was just doing like this. <laughs> I'm in there doing this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Ah, wicked. I'm telling y'all, I was crazy. But isn't that crazy how, like, look how we treat people, though. We don't even be treating people like people. Yeah, it's just I like, know. do your job. I'm here to get get my money, cash my check. Right. Do your job. I don't have to give you any time of day. I don't have to look you in the eye. Just do what you got to do, robot. Right. But it's crazy. Even crazier, look how people treat you. And yeah, but then look how I cast judgment. And like, now you deserve to be treated Ooh. bad, too. That's on me. Yeah. That's on me. So like, not because he did that to me. Now I'm going to fake at him and act like I'm going to like punch him or something or just make yeah, a fool out of him. Act yeah. like you made attention. What are you doing, Elliot? You know? So I don't know. You know, talk about turn the other cheek. Yeah. It's actually, I looked at the context of that. The turn the other cheek don't mean just lay down and get your butt kicked. Mm. It really mean, oh, is it frozen? No. Uh, it really mean, because that was a sign of disrespect when people like spit on your, like slap you across your face or spit on your face. Mm-hmm. Okay, disrespect me right here. Okay, disrespect me right there. Whatever. I'll give you my other teacher respect. I don't care about your respect for me. I care about respect from God. But uh, yeah, I got caught one time. And I uh, I think I might have said this on the pod already. But uh, this dude didn't only spoke Spanish. And so I was just like, oh, snap. And then I just like acted like I had like Tourette's or something. Or, or like acted like I was just like scratching my head or something. Crazy. <laughs> you act like you have Tourette's. I just acted like, uh, you know, necesito de tirero. Cuanto, you know. And he's like, oh, 200, I like a cuenta. All right, bet. 20, 40, 60, you know what I'm there? They had your Avlo Span, yo, my thing, bro. That was crazy. Oh, they did. Because I, I learned bank Spanish. Like anything you needed in the bank, yeah. it was Spanish. And then people was like, oh, you Dominican? Oh, you, you, you. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, nah. You liked that Dominican I, I, comment, didn't you? Nah, I didn't like that. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was cool that they thought I knew Spanish, though. I really think we should all learn languages, man. I'll be. Yeah, yo, I did like, bro. Oh gosh, bro. don't say it, bro. No, I'm saying it's fine. No, what? What you gonna say? You like when the girl called the poppy? No, I wasn't gonna say that. <laughs> I, <laughs> the, no, I liked when the moms would come in, bro, and they and they call me Miho. Oh, like it was something about that, like okay. oh Miho. I was like, man, I really felt. Man, that, that's a that's a beautiful culture, man. Mexican, is, Mexican it's culture. Cool. It's like I warm. love that. It's it warm. Like a, a sense of like Miha, love Miha. immediately. Yeah, yeah. Or so almost, almost see finesse you to reversing <laughs> them fees. Yeah, and it works every time. <laughs> Miha. Yeah, Miha, Miha. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, bro, we've been talking for a minute. I've been acting a fool. I don't know how to act. First nah, part back. Straight, bro. First part back. First uh, day out. Wait, you gonna talk about these spiritual gifts things or? We might have to show it. Okay, that's fine. Save it for the next one. I save it for the next one. We did yeah. a spiritual gift test. I was just curious because people do horoscopes and all that. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, why don't people look at what God created them to be? You know? Short, so these. Bro. Right. What if I, I ain't have no neck? Bro, like, what's the name from Love is, I mean, uh, 90 Day Fiance? 
What? <laughs> that dude, he act like he the flyest dude in the world. He act like he, act like he you or something. Because you the flyest dude in the world, bro. I'm going to let you know that. Bro, no, I'm not. Hey, bro, yes, you are. <laughs> this dude is fly. Oh, my gosh. Um, he had no neck. But it's fine. <laughs> Can't be in here talking about people, man. It's you want to press out? Yeah, we'll press out. Did we even talk about what we wanted? We talked about idolatry, right? We did talk about idolatry. Well, you yeah. got to add some stuff. I've been talking too much. No, we straight. I think we covered it. All right. You know, it's the first pod back. First pod back. Minute. Episode this seven. Traveling for six months and stuff. Yeah, man, you know how it is. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> All right, let's pray, bro. Because <laughs> you jump it off, I'll jump in. Excuse me. I had to burp. Sorry. Lord God, thank you so much for your faithfulness. I thank you so much for your love. I thank you for your mercies. Lord, I just want to just ask you to forgive me if there's anything I've said that has not been placed in the right way, Lord, or just uproot that. Uproot that, cancel that. Um, anything that's meant to be stayed, Lord, just keep that there. I just pray that people just draw closer to you. See that we're just, you know, men of God that just have fun, um, but we just ultimately love you to death, Lord. Mm. I thank you so much for being so faithful. To death. I pray, Lord, that as we talked about idolatry and things that we put in place of you, that you would help the viewers and myself continue to look inwardly at ourselves, only at ourselves. Take out the speck in our own eye before we go and ask someone to um, take out a speck out of theirs. Or actually, the scripture says, Lord, take out the log out of our own eye. We're so we're so hypocritical. I pray you help us to look at ourselves, find areas that we have placed any person, place, thing, or thought above you, and help us to rid that. Help us to crucify that. Help us to put you back in the place that you ought to be in our life. Lord, you are Lord mm. of our life. You are King of our life. You are holy Yahweh on the throne. We thank you, Lord, for being so faithful and grabbing us out of this world. I thank you for purification and refining. I thank you for giving us a desire to repent and a desire to draw close to you and a desire just to know you, Lord. I know this is not of the world. So with that alone, we know we belong to you because of this desperate plea that we have to draw close to you. Don't ever take that away from us. Don't ever let us take that away from ourselves. I lift up my brother Nick, Lord. I pray peace over his family, his household, his ministry. I pray that you touch him in ways that he needs to be touched. I pray for the viewers as well, Lord, that they just find peace and happiness within you through the highs and even with the lows, that they find peace and happiness in the lows, that they fire and just go through the fire with you, Lord. I love you so much. I thank you for your faithfulness. Lord, um, just like Elliot said, we love you to death. I think a lot of people say that statement, but they don't actually understand what that fully means. Like we would lay our own lives in defense of you, Lord. We love you so much, Lord. We thank you so much for having this opportunity to speak about you, to teach people about who you are. And just like my brother Elliot said, I pray that we are good stewards of your word and that we have represented you to a way that is pleasing to you. And if not, then please fix our heart and give us new wisdom. Thank you for your patience, though, Lord, your patience, your grace, your love, your mercy. 
and empower us with even more faith, with a fresh outpouring of your spirit so that we can walk in boldness every single day so that we can share your word so that we can get more and more brothers and sisters into your royal family, Lord. I pray that you bless this message of idolatry. I pray that you, I pray that you fill in the gaps if we missed anything. Um, and I just pray that you continue to bless each and every one of us listening um, to this podcast and bless my brother Elliot. Continue to bless him and give him wisdom. And the same for myself, Lord. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. 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 Powerful. Man, how was fun. <laughs> Love you guys. Would you rather have $100 million or 100 seconds with Jesus? Yo, I just posted that on our story. Wait, we got to listen to what this dude says short. But this say? dude straight up said he was, it was a right here. Should I, should I send it to you to put on the screen? Yeah, yeah. send it to me. Okay. I can play it through here. Actually, if you just look log in, it'll it's on our story still. Can you click that or should I send it on message? No, I can, I can click it on the story. Okay. But to answer your question, bro, I'll take literally a millisecond with Jesus over any anything. And I'm not joking. Because, you know, a day to the Lord is a thousand years. <laughs> but even if it wasn't, if it was literally like a second and it's just a glimpse of him, I'd take that. Click on that. Uh, five minutes with Jesus Christ. I'll just say five mil. If I'm being honest. If I'm being honest. Can you, yeah, like that. You guys rather five million dollars or five minutes with Jesus Christ? I'll just say five mil. If I'm being honest. If I'm being honest. I'm, I respect you know it. Honesty. Five mil. At the end of the day, I'm, I'm a Christian. You know what I'm saying? I'm religious. You Christian? You wouldn't take five minutes with Jesus at five million? Jesus is always with me. You yeah. feel me? So I ain't got to. Yeah. As of now, like the realistic answer, like he said, the five million. But at the same time, but at the same time, though. Five minute flesh Jesus. Like Jesus is walking. Like he walking right down the street. He got a oh, gathering with him. For sure. You taking that? You I'm taking that. That's because. That can take me way farther than the one mil. I could use that to get farther than one. But, no, I get it. Yeah, no. Nah. I get it with that, you feel me? But yeah, I'm all, I feel like at the point of my like at the point I am with at life and stuff like that, I'm at peace with myself. Yeah. And my relationship with God is already deeper, you know what I'm saying, very deep. Uh -huh. So it's just like me seeing him, I'm gonna be just like, well, hey, like I'm he wouldn't he wouldn't want me to just run up on him like, oh I gotta see you, I gotta see you. He like, nah, bro, you one of my kids, I got you, bro. Yeah. Amen. I respect both y'all answers, bro. So for somebody like me, if I was on the floor passing away, how do I enter heaven? What does God require for us to enter heaven? your life to him, you know, following him, trusting in him, accepting him as your Lord and Savior. Amen. I don't got to say nothing. My boy just said Same it just thing. Now, yeah. Amen. And then we also got to repent, right? For our yeah, sins. Repent. Amen. Hey, I appreciate y'all. Y'all some Christian men, bro. Amen. I like that for y'all, bro. Cool. What? Lovato. Tyler. Tyler. Nice to meet y'all, man. You guys rather five million dollars or five, five minutes with or five minutes, which is a long time. Real quick, that dude with the blue suit, super fly. He's fly. Super fly. But he said because he already has a relationship established with God that he doesn't necessarily need to run to God. If it, if it was that scenario where if Jesus was walking in the flesh and like, you know, the opportunity was there to spend five minutes in the flesh, that he already knows that he's secure in his relationship. So he'd rather yeah. take the money as opposed to that time. Yeah. That's what he said. From what do you think from that? I still take the five minutes with Jesus, bro. Yeah. Why is that? Or why do you think? You would feel like you're secure or whatever you said. I mean, it wouldn't even, like, the money, I, the money, no amount of money is going to, like, deter me from wanting to spend time with God. 
exactly. like in that capacity like you're talking about in that scenario i know it's hypothetical but like physically here five minutes like bro yeah i'll take that yeah i mean that even speaks of <clears throat> that speaks of your relationship with christ to where Thank like you. bro yeah i'm gonna turn down five million dollars even if we had the best relationship even if i was talking to you every single day like yeah i'm still gonna turn that down and spend time with you 100%. it's just like your own family like like your kids or something like that like oh would you rather spend like five minutes with your kids or get like five minutes like i i don't know to me it's like bro the, the the that that time with god is more valuable than the money regardless yeah. of how strong the relationship is and just say like oh he would understand like he wouldn't want me to run and like rush and run over and like hug him and stuff like that like bro if you've seen god in the flesh you think that you would do anything else than than get on your face and worship him <laughs> If you truly had a relationship, like you would just naturally just gravitate towards him. Your body would just move towards him. Like exactly. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't exactly. Have a choice no, in that you, moment. you get it. I want to see. I want to see what you say. Yeah, you. You're 100. I think he has a misunderstanding of like loving God with all your heart, your mind, your soul. Like that type of unfailing love is priceless. Mm -hmm. So to think that oh, I already have a relationship with God. I think you're thinking it as like a works thing in yeah. a, in a sense, like oh I've I've gave my life to Christ, I have a relationship, I pray, I'm good, now we're fine. Instead, God draws us; His kindness draws us to repentance. When mm. you see His love, you are just so compelled to draw to Him. You're obsessed with Him. There's no dollar amount that can make you feel like oh it's good. I checked the box. Mm -hmm. Checking the box that was like, like that's like so I'm so that's so surface level. I gave my life to Christ. That's the bare minimum. A lot of times I talk about relationships and a lot of women and, and men as well, they keep letting things slide that are just a bare minimum. Oh, he texts me every day. We're talking every day. That's fine. That's the bare minimum. Oh, he treats me nice. He, he you know, he opens the door for me and stuff. That's the bare minimum. Oh, he doesn't like beat me. He doesn't blah, 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 blah. Isn't it sad to know that that's the bare minimum? Mm -hmm. Like he doesn't yell at me. That's the bare minimum. Mm -hmm. Like we have lowered the standard of stuff. Giving your life to Christ, that's the bare minimum. Everyone should be giving life to Christ. Now, you need to like work out your salvation with fear and trembling, not like in a scary way, but like yeah. in a way that you love him so much that that's up here. I'm this deep with him. Yeah. I have this type of love that's tapped in that is unmatched with anything in the world. Mm -hmm. How could I apply anything? That's like a whole different conversation, you know? So I don't know. I'm like, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, I would not take $5 million yeah. over five minutes with Jesus. I'll take $5 million over like, you know what I'm saying? Going to work. You know, or like, I mean, obviously anyone do that. I'll say $5 million over like other stuff, but not Jesus. Bro, you know what I would, what would you say to him in those five minutes? Thank you is the first thing that comes to my head. Dang. I don't know if I'd be able to get anything else out of my mouth. That's so funny. Besides I was talking to my girlfriend about that. You. She said the same thing. Really? Yeah. I would, um, bro. I don't even know what I do. I just be, I grab this dude. I'm like, God, you died for me. I'm like, what? Thank you for dying for me. Bear and hugging then, him. huh? Bear hugging him. Bear hugging him. <laughs> Talking about God, I want to run up and let you hug him. And all. Mm -hmm. I think he would. I, I think you know, he wants to be so close to us that he lives within us. Like, how yep. close can you be? Um, I want to ask him like, like, how can I serve you the right way? How can I? Like I guess that's skipping the the relationship piece. That's getting to the answer when God's all about the progress, I think. Mm -hmm. And the process. I mean the the end goal. But I think he's really in the the process too. But yeah. I just want to skip that and be like, God, where 
how can I like be where I'm right where I need to be to glorify you? Yeah. And that's in a way that's a sense of like wanting to have control though. I don't know. I'll just be sitting with him. I'll be like, yeah, I probably won't even care about that to be honest. I'll just be like, man, I'm in the presence of God. Mm-hmm. It'll be good. And then I think it'll be annoying too. An annoying, a knowing, not annoying. Yeah. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Like annoying um of just peace. Yeah. It'll be good. <clears throat> but yeah, man, we prayed out. I yeah, feel like I can out. hear myself in my microphone. I don't know if it sounded weird. Yeah, we out. But yeah, we out, y'all. Episode seven. In the books. In the Love books. Y'all.